Chapter 13, The Hunter and the Hunted, How Narcissists Make Us Pursue Them and How to Stop. Like the mythical narcissists, narcissists are hunters, always in pursuit of prey whom they can use for their narcissistic supply. They seek out certain qualities that suit their needs, such as those who are physically attractive, have a high capacity for empathy, are socially successful, have financial means. It really all depends on what they need at the time. Some people, such as myself, are magnets for narcissists. Some will only be targeted once in their lives, but know that narcissists are hunters, and if one pursues a romantic relationship with you, it is because you have been chosen as prey. At first, you will feel like the luckiest person in the world. This charming, attractive, brilliant person has chosen you for romance. If this is a person already known to you in a social circle, you may find that others envy your position and secretly bask in that envy. If this is a stranger you have met, you will be astounded by your luck to have this charming admirer fall out of the sky and want to brag to your friends about your good fortune. It will feel like a fairy tale, and indeed we are conditioned by highly unrealistic stories in our culture to believe that such things might happen to us. The temptation to believe that you are such a lucky soul, or perhaps such a deserving one, that happiness has finally arrived in the form of this wonderful person and their affection for you is overwhelming. After all, life is painful and difficult, and horribly unfair. Of course we all think of ourselves as Cinderella's, unjustly treated by our stepsisters and toiling away until Prince Charming turns up and whisks us away in our new ball gowns. If we didn't all believe a little bit in the possibility of magical good luck in the world, we might simply sink into a state of despair. We fantasize about winning the lottery, being discovered, and becoming movie or pop stars, or being swept off our feet by a lover who can fulfill our needs and rescue us from the drudgery of life. It is precisely this natural human tendency that narcissists prey upon. That is what narcissists do. They turn our own instincts, desires, and emotions against us. And they do it because they feed off of the very thing that causes us to writhe in pain. The desperate desire to possess their love, which is unattainable. The process by which narcissists ensnare and torment their victims is always pretty much the same. It begins with a charm offensive to get your attention, and then love bombing and other manipulations to lower your defenses and encourage you to become addicted to them. Gradually, they withdraw their admiration as it is replaced with criticism, devaluation, and threats of abandonment, followed eventually by complete discarding. If one pulls off the full Monty on you, you'll be left a miserable shell of your former self, like Echo wandering through the woods. Or you may end up like Aminius, impaling yourself on the sword the narcissist has handed you on his doorstep as you plead desperately for attention and revenge. So how do they do this? They use various aspects of our own natures against us. One thing they use is our own vanity. This is the tool of every flatterer, but when a narcissist is drawing you into a romantic relationship, it is one of the ways that they get you hooked to them like a drug. They start out by offering you their admiration, convincing you that you are special, idealizing you. They offer you a mirror-mirror on the wall that tells you that, yes, you are the fairest of them all. They will praise not only your physical appearance, but your abilities in anything they think is important to you. Your fashion sense, your creative talent, your intelligence, your professional skills, your cooking, your dog, your encyclopedic knowledge of Harry Potter. Whatever it is you crave recognition and admiration for, they are there to deliver. This does not mean that you are not a talented musician or a great cook or that your dog is not insanely adorable. It just means that you crave more positive feedback for those things than you get, because normal people do not go around heaping praise in the way that narcissists do when they're in this phase of the trap. It feels good to get that kind of praise, though. Finally, you will think, someone actually appreciates me. 
They will also mirror you in a way that mimics neurological mirroring, causing your own brain to perceive itself as being mirrored, which triggers emotional bonding and attachment. The effect of this love-bombing phase is actually physiological. In response to this onslaught of affection, admiration, and attachment, your brain releases large doses of oxytocin and dopamine. You are literally high on your own brain chemicals, and as we'll discuss in a moment, you will become addicted to them. Narcissists also use your desire to be socially admired and powerful. Everyone wants to feel special, superior, and envied, and the narcissist is very good at granting that wish. Being on the arm of a narcissist in a social setting can be quite the thrill. They are admired and desired by those around them, and you find yourself in the place that so many wish to be, and likewise admired. This feeling is intoxicating, and it is easy to totally forget oneself. That is, of course, why the relationship with the narcissist can be so addictive. It is a form of escapism, whisking us away from the drab reality of being average people. You might actually feel like royalty of some sort. The narcissist, of course, expects you to present a social face of perfection and charm. And under that giddy feeling of being special and admired, there will be the stress of that expectation. You will find that you shed certain aspects of yourself and cultivate a shallow persona of your own to present. You'll become more concerned with your looks, more careful with your words, less genuine in your interactions. Your goal will no longer be to enjoy yourself, but to please the narcissist. And trust me, the narcissist realizes this. It's not just your vanity they will use against you, though, but your need to be truly loved, your capacity to love another, and your hopes and dreams for the future. Narcissists will express very strong emotions for you early in the relationship. This gets you to let your guard down and activates your own very strong emotions of attachment. They may actually display what looks like vulnerability, which both softens your own emotional defenses and encourages your feelings of affection towards them. You may hear sob stories about their childhoods, or about the hurt caused them by former lovers. Or they may tell you that before no one understood them and they felt very alone. Not all of them will do this, however. Sometimes they will keep the focus on you and how fantastic you are, how they've never met anyone like you, how they've been searching all their lives for someone like you. They will convince you that the way they feel for you and the bond between the two of you is something unique and special. This will justify the accelerated pace of the relationship and their claim to intense feelings. It will also justify their talk of the future, which will also come much sooner than normal. Narcissists will want to make grand plans for the future. They will make all kinds of promises and paint a picture of a bright and exciting future. They will probably declare their intention never to leave you. If you have professional goals and dreams, they will make promises about how they can help you achieve those. If you share some sort of pursuit, for example you are both writers or musicians, they will propose projects to do together and will want to talk endlessly about them. Before you know it, they will have you making all of your future life plans with them in mind. 